0: Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Relationship Psych, the podcast, is not meant to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any mental health or relational issue. For treatment, talk to a mental health or relationship professional in your area. Your brain on love, sexual chemicals, and how they lead to love in the brain. The decline of the hot and heavy stage of a relationship, it happens to most people. In this episode, we're going to explore how chemo signals in the brain influence early relationship and the changes as you're together longer. It's not just anybody that can make your heart skip a beat. Maybe you had an experience with someone really great, they seemed to check all the boxes, but there was no spark. Why? Our biology. Our brains are wired to connect with other brains. In other ways, our adult attraction often reenacts difficult patterns from our childhood. So someone who is great on paper doesn't necessarily produce sexual attraction. In this episode, we're going to look at two chemo chemo signals and how they keep your relationship alive when spending so much time together. In the TV show Nashville... Maddie Conrad, daughter of the show's mega country star Raina James, falls for Raina's fiancé, then ex-fiancé, Luke Wheeler's son, Colt. In the show, Raina and Luke fell for each other. The tabloid started calling them Lena and Rook. He proposed in a stadium while they were on stage in front of a massive crowd with a seven carat ring, saying seven was his lucky number. While I could make this episode all about Rook or Lena, I thought Colt and Maddie did a good job showing the depths of attraction in early love. A few weeks before Luke and Raina's scheduled wedding, Raina is taking a reporter on a tour of their home because she's meant to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. When she walks the reporter through her house, she walks in on the soon-to-be step-siblings. Maddie and Colt making out on the couch. Despite the youngsters knowledge they were soon to be family, something couldn't keep them apart. I heard a therapist, Christine Pedeski, speak words from Helen Fisher that couldn't be more true. Apparently, at a conference, Helen explained to the audience that in the early stage of love, it's basically characterized by an obsession-like feeling and intensity, and it can't go on forever because it would be destructive to our lives. Early love is characterized by poor decision making and an intense drive to be with the other person. So I would say to you that the knowledge someone's going to soon be your sibling would be one of those things that maybe you shouldn't pursue. But nevertheless, there Maddie and Colt are still making out with your soon to be sibling. This fits the bill of being part of the early phase of love, where somehow you're blinded to the consequence of your actions. If you're watching Nashville right now, spoiler about Raina and Luke, although I may have already given it away, but here we go. On the morning of their wedding that was to be covered by People magazine, Raina pulls up to where their ceremony is scheduled for later that day. You see the scene of white chairs on green grass and the sun is shining where they're to be married in just a few hours. Raina tells Luke she cannot go through with the wedding. Later that day, Luke proceeds to drive his SUV through the wedding cake, sending it flying and uses all of the champagne bottles for target practice as he shoots at them. The breakup of their parents does not stop Maddie and Colt from their desire to be together. They do have one initial blowout, but hey, blowouts are pretty normal in early relationships. This blowout is followed by many visits to see each other, heavy making out at school and sneaking around to the parents' homes when there's not supposed to be anyone there to get alone time in the bedroom. How do our brains drive this early love behavior? In early relationships, people are flooded with a range of sexual chemo signals. It is thought that the main role of these sexual chemo signals is to bond couples together long enough to start a relationship and possibly a family. While there are many, I'm going to summarize the potential impact of two. The first one is the role of pheromones. When a pheromone is released by one person, it generates a specific response in another. Believe it or not, these pheromones are tied to the odors we produce. Being around a new mate allows us to use scent to receive their chemo signals. This influences mate selection, sexual satisfaction, and attraction. So seeing each other in real life allows us to share our pheromones with each other. And if you've ever met someone, you're like, oh, they don't smell quite right. Yeah, it matters because those are, play a large role in the signals we give off. The second chemo signal that we're going to talk about is oxytocin. So this is a neurotransmitter that plays a role in the early stage of romantic connection with our partners. The more we touch our partners, the more oxytocin is released leading to more involvement in the relationship. It's kind of thought of as the cuddle hormone. It facilitates bonding and connection. So we have the pheromones and oxytocin driving us for more and more and more time together. Now it's possible that as time in relationship passes, our desire to see the other person decreases because of a decrease in the chemical responses that drive people together. Keeping connection alive when the chemo signals are quiet can be hard work, but luckily there are things we can do. So just as dating was important prior to the longer term relationship, it's still just as important as the relationship goes on. It's just like an early courtship or in the case of Maddie and Colt's early siblingship, Nevertheless, it's about doing fun things, new things, sharing experiences, and giving your partner your undivided attention. Now, one of the other things that is super important is admiration. In early relationship, often we talk about how much we like the other person. and We let them know that we're super interested. Admiration really keeps love alive. So while showing physical means of connection can wax and wane, it's important to keep telling your partner how you feel about them. So you could say things like, wow, I love talking to you, or you're really sexy. You are so special to me. Little comments like this go a long way in keeping connection alive. So if you've been talking to your partner for many years, it can feel stale sometimes, like you're running out of things to say the foundation of an awesome relationship is a great friendship. So if you're saying the same things over and over to get different results, ask different questions. Luckily, if you're stumped Google or any web browser is here to help. So get on your internet browser, Google or internet browse and say, Hey, first date questions and ask, get to know your partner's inner world all over again. In the bedroom. Don't overlook this. As we see in the case of Maddie and Colt, they were drawn to find alone time to just be together. Competing with the demands of life, it can be hard to find the time, and it's important to find time, create time for sexual fun, attention, and care. When we engage in behaviors that make the space for these chemo signals to re-show up, it's helpful in creating connection, attraction, and rebonding. So set the stage for your biology to help you keep the spark alive. So now you've heard a little bit about your brain and early love. And it's normal for some of that intensity to wax and wane over the course of your relationship. But do the best you can to work with your brain and give it a chance to keep your chemical signals alive. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast, put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.